0: Welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Manuel. And we're going to make this quick because it's hot as balls in this house. Uh, we're not going to rush. We're going to make this quick because the movie was... there is. We
1: thought that last week had a slight plot to it with Christine. This movie was so insubstantial, I kept thinking it would just float away. Or maybe if I stopped my feet like a, a cake rising in the oven, it would just completely flatten and See, disappear.
0: but at the same time... It produced nine sequels. This is, and this is
1: what's crazy, is that uh, the premise is the part that is interesting, and the realization, just terrible. It's just
0: terrible. So we're talking about 1984's The Children of the Corn, the original Corn. Yes. Children of the Corn. I would like
1: the parody film to be Children of the Porn.
0: Oh, I 100% guarantee that that's real. <laughs> I can just see that happening, and that but also, be much more interesting. everyone should be
1: arrested. Yes.
0: Um, so, before we get started with this insign- insignificant film, as you say, mm-hmm. insubstantial film.
1: Insubstantial, yes. How was, was your week? Um, actually, it was pretty good, although the weather took a shocking turn. Shocking, I say.
0: It was 100 degrees today. Yes, we are sad Californians who are weak with weather, but we also live in a house with no air conditioning whose windows don't open. It's real hot, y'all.
1: Here's the the issue, is that prior to this last week, we have had more rainfall this year than Seattle. So it was these... Moderate temperatures, lots of rain, and then abruptly, out of nowhere, this horrible. Yesterday was like
0: 93, 94. Right. Today was ninety-six, ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Right. Tomorrow we're supposed to drop by ten, but that's still too hot. Yes, it's it's crazy lunacy. And then by the middle, and of also next week, I would like to mention we'll further, it's June. Yes, we're recording this on June tenth, twenty nineteen. It does get this hot, but it doesn't typically get this hot until August or our, quote-unquote, Indian summer uh, for a week in October. I'm offended. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I don't love that term, but I don't know if it's offensive. You told me you're offended, so it must no, be offensive. I'm not
1: that offended.
0: But... Uh, but, yeah, this is very early in the year. And the thing that's nuts is, after tomorrow, it's going to be in the mid-70s. Mm-hmm. For the foreseeable future, down all the way down to like the late, the high sixties. I don't know. We're talking about the weather on a podcast, so you know we're gonna. It's That's gonna how be a bad it one. is.
1: Actually, if, if we're actually talking about the weather, then n- no.
0: It's hard to do anything. My right. productivity has dropped off a cliff. Hopefully tonight, once the sun goes down, I will eat a meal and then I will do some work. <laughs> so, uh, but let's talk about this movie. So
1: ambitious. So what did you feel about the movie?
0: I don't want to talk about how I felt about it till the end.
1: Okay, so what did you not feel about the movie? Tell us about the book. What did you feel about the story?
0: Okay, so I read the story because it's 20 pages long, and uh-huh. I was like, well, I could read that real quick. I literally read it uh, five minutes. I finished it five minutes before we started recording.
1: All right, so it's fresh in your memory. Yes. Mm-hmm. So
0: I think the story is very good. We can get into the dis- differences. Let's do a a one... Single line synopsis.
1: Okay, single line synopsis. Young I wish we had a fanfare for that.
0: Dun dun dun! Okay. I will make one.
1: All right, there we go.
0: Great, another thing to do. Dun dun dun! <laughs>
1: another thing. I <to> should <laughs> have a fanfare too.
0: You should sing it, just like and stop podcasting yourself. Get to know us. <laughs> That's sure. Graham it's singing outside it. Outside of my it's... falsetto. Um, uh, All right, explain this to me like I'm a two year old, okay? Because there's an element to this thing I just cannot get through my thick head. A young couple trapped in a remote town where a dangerous cult of children believe everyone over the age of 18 must be killed. Because of corn. (laughs) It leaves out because of corn. This is kind of like the Monty Python skit,
1: only without spam.
0: Corn, 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 cornity corn. (laughs) Um,
1: Would you say this movie was corny? No. Never? Nope. Not even a little?
0: So here's the deal. The way that the movie takes place, Mm -hmm. uh, we get three years ago from the time, I guess, of 1984. (laughs) So let's call it 1981, wherein the children uprose and murdered the adults. Dun, dun, dun. But we don't really know why yet. We know Isaac was behind it. <laughs>
1: so there's an observation you made about how children age in a three-year period when they're pre-adolescent.
0: Yeah, the, we have the same... The, the narrator in the movie is this child, Job, and then he has a sister, Sarah. And when this happens, he's maybe supposed to be, what, seven, and she's like five? Something
1: like that, yeah.
0: So we have three years later, and it's the same two children who are now ten and seven, or ten and eight, maybe. And the the problem is A lot happens to a child's body between the ages of seven and 10 and five and eight. But these kids are clearly the same, (laughs) which there's nothing to do about that. If you're going to have a time jump and you're going to have the same kids, this is always going to be a problem. There are clever
1: things you can do, but I don't think the director or the producers were that invested in being clever.
0: Here's how you do it. Uh casting siblings. Exactly. Three year difference.
1: Not just three years. I mean, well, that's how you would do it because I'd seen a movie before with Joey Lawrence when he was a child actor. Oh, there you go. And his brother. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: The uh, the Fannings did things similarly.
1: um, Who was it that did it? uh, Was it Matilda? Where they cast siblings as actors, child actors, one a little bit younger than the other. Oh, I don't know. And then um, I think the best example ever was... Uh, Vera Farmiga and her sister, although they were playing
0: Indeed. They are
1: parts of the, the same character, right?
0: No. That was the confusing thing. Okay. Vera Farmiga, Vera Farmiga's sister Tessa mm-hmm. is her name.
1: Who looks like Vera Farmiga.
0: Yes. Is in the conjuring universe as a younger character... No, 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 no. that wasn't oh. in the
1: country universe. There was another film we did together where they played different versions of the same character. Oh, it's entire, I,
0: that's entirely possible. I, I thought you meant in the no, Nun. No. Um, they're all in the same universe, yeah. and it is confusing because you think that Tessa's character is right. going to grow up to be Lorraine Warren, and she definitely no, doesn't. No, does
1: not. But, uh, but that, I've seen examples like that, and that would have been a clever way to do it. Yeah.
0: So They don't, they just use the same kid, so I'm just like... It seems bereft
1: of a lot of creativity in this movie. And also
0: the older kid, specifically the older Malachi, the, mm-hmm. the red-headed kid, um, looks about to be too old when they do the mm-hmm. massacre in the first place, but is still around at and the end. And when get to
1: later in the film, I have a complaint about the kid, the sacrifice kid, who looks like a, a full-grown adult.
0: Oh, yeah. His... With, his uh, chest muscles belie right. and age
1: <laughs> there's more testosterone involved there than, than any of the other children it's in town.
0: The, the he who walks between the rows has made them hale and hearty so that they might procreate at a younger age. Here's what we don't get okay. in the book, okay, so in the movie, that's who is telling their story, Job and Sarah, and mm. then we get Bert and Vicky as well.
1: Now, I'd like to add something here at this point, um, having read a little bit on the subject of why the film was so bad. Mm-hmm. Stephen King was contracted to write the screenplay. Yes. And he wrote a screenplay very similar to the short story that you wrote. Yes. That had about 20 pages. Now remember, every page is a minute in a screenplay, so it was 20 full minutes of two people arguing in a car. Yeah. And the producers felt that was not going to be cinematic enough. So they changed the dynamic of the relationship and introduced the narration from the kids, at which point Stephen King said, I, this, what the hell are you doing?
0: Right, because... Uh-huh. There's a very specific reason for that. There's also a lot more history of mm-hmm. what had happened right. in King's screenplay. So in the book, we start with these this couple, Bert mm-hmm. and Vicky, fighting. Now...
1: They could have be Bert and Ernie for all the fighting they did.
0: We need to talk... No, because Bert and Ernie loved each other, and Bert and Vicky don't love each other. In okay. the book, or in the movie... We find that Bert and Vicky are going across country because Bert has got a job after uh-huh. medical school. She's been supporting him this whole time. They don't... He won't commit to her. They're not married. Uh-huh. Um, there's jokes about that. His lack of made, commitment. Yes. And uh, he's an asshole.
1: Well, I and mean, here's something that... <laughs> this is... Uh, I, good Lord, her name just escaped me. Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton, who loves him, obviously, performs little dances and songs for him.
0: Yes, she she's very sweet is and entertaining. way too good for him. And
1: his only response really is to sort of be kind of almost indifferent to her attempts Dismissive. at being affectionate. yes. And she's incredibly patient with him. She when is. There's a scene later, after the hotel scene, which just puts a bad taste in your mouth with the way that he's treating yeah, her. Yeah,
0: we start with the hotel scene right. of her waking him up on his birthday uh-huh. and, him, and, and then wanting to... Get funky You're with turning
1: her down Linda Hamilton husband, for sex, which or with her boyfriend, right.
0: long-term boyfriend, and he's like, "Uh, we got to drive," and I'm like, "Um," which made me. Oh, yeah, I kept thinking,
1: <laughs> "I don't understand this guy," and I don't. Well, if there was a whole other subtext to the story, I could see that happening. His fear of children, his fear of commitment. If you had a reading of this story where he is a closeted homosexual. And therefore he's terrified of children, marrying a woman that he's not attracted to, and constantly turning And, and to making
0: sex. a family that he doesn't necessarily right. want.
1: That would make a lot more sense than what we're getting here. Yeah, he no, he's just a dick. No For reason. no
0: reason. Right. And in the book, so now let me turn to mm. the story. Right. In the short story... Um, Bert is also an asshole. He's <laughs> also not great. Uh-huh. They are married. They are driving cross-country to visit friends in California in an attempt to save their marriage. She has already said she wants to go to a lawyer and end it. He is constantly talking, well, at the beginning at least, about how he grips the wheel tighter so that he won't smack her. Smack her. And I'm just like, well, this guy's also an asshole. But... She hasn't thrown away, like she hasn't uprooted her life for him, mm-hmm. uh, which is what the context of the movie is. Right. If she's moving to wherever this place that he's got his internship from from medical school um, is, she in the in the book at least they're on a vacation of sorts. Uh, so
1: does it say what the the motivation were the vacation was just?
0: To That's try and save their, their marriage. Because this is not a
1: good idea. They
0: both, they hate each other. Right. Just let it go, y'all. And yeah. they don't have any children. So, uh, but in, yes, okay, so I'll, and then we'll go into different things. So, they're driving, they're fighting, he looks away from the road after, you know. No, we're talking about the film. In the, the movie, okay. in the movie. We're going back to the movie. I'll come back to the book when it, there's a right. reasonable change. Uh we have seen a scene where a child is leaving the fold, and this child ends up standing in front of their car and getting run over by them. Uh, we find come to find that his throat has been cut by one of the other kids.
1: Uh, all right, do we mention here who it is?
0: Uh, well, it's Malachi. Right. Everything's Mal. Malachi is the one doing all of the killing. I would like to add, Malachi as a redhead. Go on. Yes, with a very disconcerting facial construction. He's a creepy-looking dude. (laughs) Uh, He also looked a full 18 in the scene where they kill all the adults, and Mm. I was like, how's he still around? But I guess he wasn't. He must have been 14 or whatever. Uh, They stop the car, and uh, the doctor, of course, realizes his throat's... Cut like I didn't kill this child. This kid was dead or basically dead when it was standing in front of my car. If I ended its life, his life, it was by 30 seconds or whatever. That's from the book, but mm-hmm. it's the same. So, they in, in, also in the book, I should notice there's a shotgun. He says, Go get my shotgun. And she's like, What? And he's like, uh, Somebody just cut this kid's throat, and they might be. Right watching us are coming after it's us.
1: That's actually a smart move.
0: Because, the th- yeah, you don't live for a whole long time after your throat has been slit. And... Um,
1: Just long enough to empty out like a Capri Sun.
0: They stuff this child with all of their luggage in the trunk of the car. Now, in the story, mm-hmm. they're driving a Thunderbird, which may or may not have four doors. This car that they are driving in this movie is a four-door vehicle and they could have put this dead child in the rear in the in the back seat. In the book and uh, they move all of their travel stuff up to the back seat and put the child in the in the trunk sort of by itself. Right. In the movie they just shove this child in with their own luggage and drive on. What? They take his little suitcase and she starts going through it and she finds a corn crucifix, a cornifix.
1: Now, describe the, the cornifix that you said was in the short story. In
0: the story, it actually sounds very cool. Uh, let me find this description here. It was a crucifix that had been made from twists of corn husk, once green, now dry. Attached to this by woven corn silk was a dwarf corn cob. Most of the kernels had been carefully removed, probably dug out one at a time with a pocket knife. Those kernels remaining formed a crude cruciform figure in yellowish bas relief. Corn kernel eyes, each slit long waist, suggest pupils. Outstretched colonel arms, the legs together terminating in a rough indication of bare feet. Above, four letters also raised from the bone white cob, I-N-R-I, which is, means Jesus?
1: Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. It's uh, the inscription that Pontius Pilate puts on Jesus' crucifix to anger the the members of the Jewish council who had him executed.
0: Oh, gotcha. Oh, like he's, he's your king and him. look what You're you your did. King. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So... In in the movie, they've just made a crude corn crucifix with. There's husk on there, but right. it's not.
1: It is nowhere near as interesting looking as what you described. <laughs> no. There's a nice moment though here because they do make, um, to their credit, in the film, they do make a distinction between a religious cult and just religious people.
0: They do, although it is clear that neither of them have any patience whatsoever with religion. Well, she
1: might because when he she shows her it, the crucifix, well, yeah, she true. says, "Jesus Christ," or he says, "Jesus Christ," and she's like, "Not in my book."
0: Right. So, so yeah. And I don't know if they're pulling this from the book. In the uh-huh. book, it's clear that she was raised by holy rollers. Uh-huh. I would say she has no
1: patience in that. been
0: to uh, tent revival meetings, has mm-hmm. been saved a number of occasions. She doesn't truck with it, and it makes her uneasy. Okay, like she's left it behind. Uh, he doesn't seem to have religion feelings one way or the other, but she just is like, I don't like it. She wants to throw the thing away, Mm -hmm. and he says, no, keep it with his stuff, because his plan is then, let's take him to a constable or something, because some shit has gone down, clearly. Now, in the movie, we've got there are two towns. They are pushed off to Hemsford, which is 19 miles away, by Mm -hmm. a old man at a gas station. gas station that is not a character in the book.
1: Which is played by R.G. Armstrong back when, again, the age of character actors. He's
0: character actor, too. There, a dog is killed for no reason. Yeah. Uh, we don't see it. We just see bloody, uh, like, bandana, which, bad enough. There was a lot of blood on that bandana, There's too. a lot of blood in this film there for is a lot no of particular blood in this reason. Movie. And, like... Squirt bottle blood, yeah. like, it's very red, and it's very I much coming out of it a bottle. It
1: happens at several times, both in the opening scenes of the film, and then when the boys throw this cut, it looks like... And it's the same cutaway shot of, like, an object, either a suitcase or a wall... Splish. And someone with a squirt bottle, like you yes. get in a you know in a diner, yes. for like, blood squirting yeah. it on the wall, and it's like yeah. they keep pulling this gag yeah. in the movie,
0: and to the point where it
1: just kind of kind of a joke. Like that oh. was
0: the effects budget, right? So apparently, yeah. In the movie, we've got him trying to go towards the Hemmingford or mm-hmm. whatever it's called, but keep he- his car keeps getting pulled towards Gatlin. In the book, mm-hmm. Gatlin's the only thing forward. Right. It's the only thing that there is. I ha- here's my big problem with the book.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs>
1: the car was evil. This is like no. <laughs> this is a very weird
0: week. detail uh-huh. but it like sticks in my craw. Right. They pass a sign that says Gatlin, you know, home of the corn or whatever. Mm. <laughs> Population 5431. No. I'm sorry, a three-block town Mm -hmm. surrounded by this much cornfields? Maybe 543, but they added an extra ass-digit to that number. No way Gatlin is population 5,431. There's not 5,431 people in all of Nebraska.
1: I think the idea is that that would have been a major city, I think what we see from the film in particular is the town essentially is just like, it's a town.
0: In this, they mm-hmm. say it's three blocks. It's You can, you right. see it over a hill. It's three blocks of town, one street. Right. That's it. There's no way there's 5,000 well, people. Well, maybe
1: in there town. have been 5,000 people in the town over the course of years. Yeah, maybe. They go. just
0: keep adding. <laughs> Right, we just didn't erase anything. We just, <laughs> nope. Not current residents. Since ever. Some, since, <laughs> since it's founding. 1790,
1: we've had yes. 5,000. No, actually, that would be a ballot theater. But anyhow, yes, point taken. That seems like a very large population for a very small place.
0: It's bonkers. Um, then we get to the town, and Bert wants to look everywhere, and she just wants to get the fuck out because she's like, nobody's here. Mm-hmm. It's fucking clear that there's nobody here. We haven't seen a car. We haven't seen a person. At one point, they hear children laughing. That's not a good sign. I'm sorry. It's not. No. Children laughing is terrifying in good. 98% of situations. <laughs> Unless you're looking at the child laughing, mm. well, every sometimes other I don't chance. don't to see that
1: child laugh either.
0: No, but every other time you hear kids laughing, uh-huh. it's scary. I, I yep, don't,
1: I don't I understand. Really, really.
0: Uh, moms who make their babies giggle, the ringtone on their phone, stop it. That's terrifying. I don't like it. It's like a boggart. I don't...
1: A <laughs> <laughs> So scary. Okay. Humphrey Bogart. Boggart. Humphrey Boggart.
0: Uh, Bert and Vicky in the mm. film come upon Job and Sarah, who, like, try and get them to safety. Meanwhile, we've met, we meet Isaac at one point. And Isaac? Tell me about Isaac. Isaac
1: is played by a, I think at the time, his twenty some year old character actor, okay. who uh, suffered from a, a um, I don't want to say defect, although that's the way it's described in his biography, um, where he never grew
0: above five feet tall. He has an an and smallening. Right, and he he's not a little person no. by like he doesn't have dwarfism. No. Or any of the typically typical things that make you a little person, but he is a little person. And
1: it, it was a great piece of casting because he is child sized but looks like an adult. He does. And point of fact, he looks older than he's in his he
0: twenties. He's got a really interesting dimple structure to his face. He, yeah. Like he's almost got like dimples all the way down his cheeks. Which give him like a wizened look almost.
1: There was a couple of things. Um, when I first saw him, and this used to happen in older movies, but t- uh, I'll describe it in a second, where they would cast female actors as male. Okay. Linda Hunt in The Year of the Living Dangerously is playing a male character. Okay. And because she was physically the right size to play this man who was under four feet tall. Oh, right, because she's um, a small woman. And so, also, I remember the, the deal Star Trek where... The uh, In the pilot episode, they hired women to play these aliens and then dubbed them with male voices because they felt women had the proper carriage and men didn't in the makeup that they had.
0: Interesting.
1: Um, in the makeup and the costume, which was supposed to represent beings who are thousands of years old. Um, and there's a couple of other films where they did that, and that was the first impression I got. This is a middle-aged woman, it, but it wasn't.
0: See, looking at, at this character, uh, I instantly thought of the movie Orphan. Yeah, yeah. Um, which cast a child uh-huh. who spoiler alert for the movie Orphan, which is actually really good, it's y'all. If you haven't seen right. it, you should watch it. Uh the character in the seriously, spoiler, if you haven't seen mm. it, skip ahead 30 seconds. The character turns out to be an older woman disguising herself as a child yeah. with makeup. Now for however they did like the child actor that they got uh-huh. looked older than her right. age, yeah. and then of course they put old age makeup on her when she, her the, the reveal, reveal happened. Point, right. But through the whole thing, she carries this sort of ethereal age with her, and it. He, she also looks quite a bit like this right. this actor, so that might have also been um, it. Where I was just like, "Oh, there's."
1: He has a very interesting presence on screen. I think what kind of spoils it in the scenes that they're together is that both. He and his, uh, his uh, hatchet man, Isaac. Mm, no, uh, Malachi. Uh, uh, excuse me, Malachi, yes. And uh, some of the other children speak in this kind of um, Old Testament phone.
0: Canaanite. Right. It feels like, yeah, like the Amish speak actually now. And, even. Um,
1: and so it just comes across seeing them say these lines sometimes, like, okay, yeah, give it a break. <laughs> this isn't convincing. But other than that, he's actually, uh, the actor's name is John Franklin. Yes, he has a real presence in this film, and again, I think this is what gives the movie nine sequels is the fact that you had this really compelling situation. Yeah, and, and he's,
0: he's in a he, lot of. Them? Well,
1: he was cousin it in the Adams family's movies. Adams family. You wouldn't movies. know though. No, but he sort of liked that, and I think from what I understand, he was very pleased to have that character because it seem to make people happy as opposed to Isaac, which is a horror movie character.
0: Oh, I feel like I kind of lied. He's in one of the sequels. Okay. He's in Children of the Corn Six, Six Six. Oh. Isaac's Return. So which makes a little bit of sense. So uh oh right, because things don't go well for him in this no. movie. Um so we just follow, the children are trying to kill him, Job and Sarah are trying to save him, and uh, everywhere they go, there's like dry corn husks shoved in weird places. It was a production was a decision very that... a
1: weird choice, because it kind of looks doesn't like... does really work. There's a bunch of children running around just shoving corn husks everywhere.
0: Yes, which I think is exactly what and has I happened. And I think that
1: if... I don't understand if the impression that it's supposed to give is that corn just shoots up everywhere because we often see scenes where corn parts for people.
0: Right, which but the but none of the corn that we're seeing is green. Well, it's all as dead. if we're
1: supposed to so know, know so little about corn that we don't know that it it you know is green when it's growing as opposed to yellow and dry and and maybe there are corn experts in our audience who can Enlighten us and maybe I'm being ignorant as a person raised in the city, and I don't know the first thing about corn. Um, All I know is about the corn maze um, where I lost my son for a couple of really frightening minutes. Oh, no. At uh, Ardenwood Farm.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Yes. it's Yeah, you could get lost in there. I've been there. We picked popcorn. It was awesome. So... Let's see That's what ends up much happening. The whole film. That's the whole thing. Bert gets stabbed in the arm, and then, but he gets away. Vicky gets taken mm. and crucified on corn. So, call that whatever you want. Uh, we find we come upon um, some of the older kids preparing for one of them. It's his birthday, and so he's going to the corn tonight. So we find out that at eight, at nineteen on their 19th birthday. Well, I don't know if that's explicitly stated in the film, but that's what it is in the book. (laughs) Um, He's going to the corn. He carves a pentagram into his chest. So some old imagery and some new imagery, and we'll make our own religion, I guess. And, And then as... Linda Hamilton is hanging from a corn crucifix and Amos has come into the clearing, like super excited to turn himself over to the corn. We have an uprising. We've got a mutiny right. where in Malachi, the one that does all the killing decides that Isaac is, ti- it's time for him to go. And so he, there's a little f- standoff where Isaac goes, seize him. And then it doesn't work. And he is in fact seized and then he is crucified as well. And then also Amos gets to get on a crucifix as well, I think. I don't remember if he made it up or if he just stayed on the ground. And then... And meanwhile... Is this when Bert has figured... No, she he has to cut her down. So as this happens, we see, like... Uh, the worst? The worst effects.
1: Um, yes. Terrible effects. He who within, wa- walks between the ro- or behind he the roads. He who rows,
0: walks behind the He's rows. walking
1: behind them so that you don't see them clearly because they didn't have it in the budget to, to get a clear look. It
0: looks like video game graphics circa 1984. Right. Uh, or
1: something like a red shaky something.
0: It looks like maybe they took a cloud and then drew on it uh, and then... And then that was it. And they... that's
1: most of the effects. It, the rotoscoping, what they used to do in the old days, to when you hand draw animation to follow a live-action character, like in a Disney film when they're dancing, that's pretty much what it looks like, but it's terrible here. And so Isaac becomes possessed by a red light.
0: Oh, that's right. He gets, like, at by this cloud, and then he comes back, and he's, mm-hmm. uh, he's a vengeful. He's, he's uh, dead, and he's got scars on his face. Or that might be corn popping out of his skin. It's I have unclear. No idea. And then he's like, Malachi, you're going down. And then he then Malachi goes down to the thing that walks among the rows or whatever. Behind the rows. Meanwhile, uh they were he, Bert was able to get mm-hmm. Vicky down and they've run to the barn and they're gonna start the still, which is gonna run alcohol into the fields, and then they're gonna burn the corn. Solving all of the problems. Uh and they do. And then Bert and Vicky... In a
1: baffling happy ending.
0: Bert and... Yeah, Bert and Vicky and Job and Sarah go back to the car, which I'd like to remind the listeners, still has a dead body in the, in the trunk, and all the corn is there, and they're like, fuck it, let's just walk 19 miles down a road that apparently now will exist, because it didn't exist before, because they tried to drive down it and kept getting pushed to Catlin, and then they all hike away, laughing to themselves. What?
1: Have kids now. let's yes, have we one. have
0: a family. Right. So, so that's weird. So <laughs> so that's the end. All right. In the book, okay. or in the short story, I should say it's a, <laughs> it's not a book. It's twenty, like I said, twenty pages, like eleven thousand words. I
1: wrote a book that was twenty pages. That no, was fifty pages.
0: Right. Uh, Bert goes into the church, which the the name Grace Baptist Church has been removed. Mm-hmm. The it's the only thing in town that has been sort of updated. Uh, the uh, marquee says something about he who walks between the rows. Mm-hmm. The uh, organ has corn coming out of it. So that is a thing that they talk about. So the production design pulls from the descriptions in the book. Okay. It doesn't say that it appears so quickly, but that's fine. Uh, and he finds three books. Now, the story was published in 1977 in Penthouse and in 1978 in the book Night Shift. So we'll take that as when the story takes place. Mm-hmm. It, there's not a year given, but that, that's fair. So there's this roster of the church, births and deaths, mm-hmm. right? And in 1964, there's a bunch of deaths and then 10 months later births start.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the first girl that's born is named Eve. This is in 1964. Now they've gone through basically a whole generation and then into the second generation. So, so this has happen, been happening for much longer in the, in okay. the story. And they always die at 19? They die at okay. 19 on their birthday.
1: Run to the carousel.
0: They're given like a exactly, yes, it's a very Logan Swan situation. Check it out. That's also Actually a, a weird and good movie.
1: Goofy seventies movie. Uh
0: and Malachi is 18. Uh-huh. Isaac is nine. But he became a seer when their previous seer went to the corn last year. All right. So but he and so Isaac is still sort of in charge, but he is nine in the mm-hmm. in the story. Uh And we do see Malachi. Malachi's the one that stabs Bert in the arm. He Mm -hmm. does stab him in the arm in the book as well. Um, Bert comes upon... So Bert sees that in the church and then hears the horn honking Mm because he's left Vicky out in the car. And he comes out and all of the kids are converging on the car. She's pulled from the vehicle. He tries to stop them, is stabbed, and then runs, runs away.
1: Because he's a a peach of a guy.
0: Yeah, well... There are, like, dozens of children right. and he, between him with all with... No, none of them have guns, right. but all of them have, like, cutting and hacking weapons, which is similar to what we see in the mm, book.
1: Yeah. There's not a gun to be had.
0: Yeah. And so he runs and then runs into the corn and tries to keep the the searching kids to his left as he goes further and further into the corn. And as... He at dusk approaches, he realizes he's coming to a clearing, and he feels like he's been herded. Mm-hmm. He didn't realize until just now, and he starts looking around, and he's like, there are no bugs. There are no weeds. Like, the ground is perfectly smooth, and every foot and a half, there's a row of corn. Right. But there's no weeds. There are no insects anywhere. And he's like, this is fucked up. And then he comes into the clearing, where he sees Vicky. She's? Dead, her eyes have been removed and corn husks have been put in their place. Oh, well, that's something. Yeah, um, it's up on a crucifix. Also up there, the false minister, so the Mm. previous minister of the Grace Baptist Church, and a police officer, which is the other. There's a there is a a dead police officer in the the, yes in the film in the film as well, Uh, and. As he is like taking this in, he starts hearing rustling in the corn, but the uh-huh. it's totally still. And then he who walks among the corn. Now,
1: does it describe it in the creature in the book? It does. All right.
0: I will find it.
1: Does it look like an animated blob of nothing?
0: He who walks behind the rose. Okay. Vicky, let me tell you a story. It's about Amos Deegan, who was born Richard Deegan on September 4th, 1945. He took the name Amos in 1964, a fine Old Testament name, Amos, one of the minor prophets. Well, Vicky, what happened? Don't laugh. It's that Dick Deegan and his friends, Billy Renfrew, George Kirk, Roberta Wells, and Eddie Hollis, among others, they got religion and they killed off their parents. All of them. Isn't that a scream? Shot them in their beds, knifed them in their bathtubs, poisoned their suppers, hung them, or disemboweled them, for all I know. Why? The corn. Maybe it was dying. Maybe they got the idea somehow that it was dying because there was too much sinning, not enough sacrifice. They would have done it in the corn, in the rose. And somehow, Vicky, I'm quite sure of this, somehow they decided that 19 was as old as any of them could live. Richard Amos Deegan, the hero of our little story, had his 19th birthday on September 4th, 1964, the date in the book. I think maybe they killed him, sacrificed him in the corn. Isn't that a silly story? But let's look at Rachel Stigman, who was Donna Stigman, until 1964. She turned 19 on June 21st, just about a month ago. Moses uh, Richardson was born on July 29th. Just three days from today, he'll be 19. Any idea what's going to happen to old Moe's on the 29th? I can guess. One other thing, Vicky. look at this. We have a Joe Gilman Clayton, born September 6th, 1964. No other births until June 1965. A gap of 10 months. Know what I think? They killed all the parents, even the pregnant ones. That's what I think. And then one of them got pregnant in October of 1964 and gave birth to Eve. Some 16- or 17-year-old girl, Eve, the first woman, he thumbed back through the book feverishly and found the Eve Tobin entry. Below it, Adam Greenlaw, born July 11, 1965. They'd be just 11 now, he thought, and his flesh began to crawl, and maybe they're out there someplace. And then the horn starts honking and she gets hauled away. Mm -hmm. So that's the timeline here. Uh, Let's see. Jerkily Bert turned to flee. The row he had entered the clearing by was gone, closed up. All the rows had closed up. It was coming closer now and he could hear it pushing through the corn. He could hear it breathing. An ecstasy of superstitious terror seized him. It was coming. The corn on the far side of the clearing had suddenly darkened as if a gigantic shadow had blotted it out coming he who walks behind the rose it began to come into the clearing bert saw something huge bulking up to the sky something green with terrible red eyes the size of footballs something smel- that smelt like dried horn cu- horncusks. corn husks horn,
1: corn husks <laughs>
0: <laughs> years in some dark barn he began to scream but he did not scream long sometime later a, bloat- a bloated hor- orange harvest moon came up so in the book Bert and Vicky, get it. They both... Okay. And then, at the very end, it's it's only one page past that, mm-hmm. Isaac, nine-year-old Isaac, who has been the seer since David died just a, a little while ago, uh, says, oh, I had a dream, and he who walks behind the roses pissed off because he had to do the killing. We're supposed... He gave us a place to do the killing and a way to do the killing. And he had to come out here and do the killing on his own. And so it shall be that the age, what is it? What did he call it? The age of, the age of favor lowered from 19 plantings and harvestings to 18. And Malachi's gonna die. (laughs) So Malachi and somebody else with him were 18. And Malachi is like, uh... I do the will of God, or I, I obey the word of God, and so he dies. And then there are like 18 more 18-year-olds 18 that all with it. And then, this is interesting, because the other character that we kind of get in the book is Ruth, who mm-hmm. is a maniacal female follower. Mm-hmm. And this is how the book ends, or the story ends. Goodbye, Malachi, Ruth called. She waved disconsolately. That's a hard word to say. Her belly was big with Malachi's child, and tears coursed down her cheeks. Malachi did not turn. His back was straight. The corn swallowed him. Ruth turned away, still crying. She had conceived a secret hatred for the corn, and sometimes dreamed of walking into it with a torch in each hand when the dry September came. And the stalks were dead and explosively combustible. But she also feared it. Out there in the night, something walked, and it saw everything, even the secrets kept in human hearts. Dusk deepened into night around Gatling, the, around Gatlin. The corn rustled and whispered secretly, "It was well pleased." So in the book, well, Ruth is not a fanatic; she mad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we have a fanatical female follower. Was that the in the film?
0: In the film, but in right. the book, the only female that we get a name for is Ruth, and she's mm. not that. Okay. she is a fan of Malachi. In the book, she like re- leads the mutiny of Malachi's followers oh. against Isaac. Right. Or in the in the movie, but uh, in the book, she's just a sad single mom. Right for another year or whatever until she dies
1: too. So, what did you feel was the... I know what you felt
0: about the film. So, I didn't dislike the movie uh-huh. as much as I thought I was going to dislike okay. the movie. I'll say that. It really was... First of all, it's a tight 92.
1: Right, okay. That's That goes...
0: 92 minutes on a horror film that mm. doesn't have a huge plot is as long as you want to push mm. it. And they didn't push it any longer. I had a... In the in the book, both of the characters are unlikable. Bert more so, I think. Right. Anytime you have a character who's trying not to beat his wife, I'm just not on board with this dude. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> kind of a yeah. But in the in the, he was just an insufferable dick to her for no reason in the movie, and I was like, I hope he dies. And then he didn't, and they get this weird Brady Bunch en- ending, right. and I'm like. What is happening? Like, did they have a cut of this film where everybody dies and people were like, nope, you have to save the protagonists?
1: I'll tell you what I felt was going on with the film. I think that there was a lot of ideas about what you, what kind of violence you could do around children, what you could shoot with Maybe. Still at the time. Yeah. There had been a lot of scary kid movies before this. Uh, just looking through an IMDb list, you're treated to things like, you know, um, well, The Exorcist, Village of the Damned, this. The Exorcist, The Omen. There's some great creepy kid movies going all the way back to The Bad Seed, that uh, where the kid actually it's more the story is more compelling. Here you have a whole village um, of uh, of kids. I think that actually the, there's a Spanish film Who Would Harm a Child that ends with a hero gunning down a whole village of children, like with a machine gun. And yeah, that it was was, a, see, that's yeah.
0: never good. I walked out of a Star Wars movie because. Right now he's going to kill this room full of children? I'm done.
1: So I think the thing is, and again, that was a film, it was a Spanish film, it was a a Franco protest. So it was, it was uh, basically that would not fly here. So I think there was some sort of sensitivity. I think it's ironic this film was produced by Hal Roach Studios who did the little gang, our gang comedies. Little Rascals. All the
0: Little Rascals. Oh, the little rascals. Yes. interesting. They this pro- is like the dark side, <laughs> right? So there's, of the they rascals.
1: started their life as a studio producing the Little Rascals, and they they end it. That's with really interesting. Yeah, <laughs> Children of the Corn. Um, and I, I just I feel like there were compelling situations and things, but I could not get into Peter Horton, who I don't know how, uh, if he's remembered by younger people. He's,
0: I don't. I didn't recognize him he now. Was a, Mm-hmm. I would like to say that for some reason, mm-hmm. and somebody maybe can tell me what movie I'm thinking of, maybe you can, mm-hmm. I 100% thought that the dude in this movie was going to be Christopher Reeve.
1: He did Children of the Dam, the Remake with the Maybe John Carpenter that's Day. what I got confused with. So there's a kid with. movie with him in it. Okay. Um, but uh, Children of the Corn, this guy, Peter Horton, was a big deal when I, around this time when he was on um, 30-something.
0: Oh, a show that I Right. Which is a show that was
1: really a drama show that was very important to people of a particular age and a particular generation because Mm -hmm. that that did not get a lot of coverage, so it was really important to again, people of a certain age. His character here is really unlikable.
0: He's just I don't see redemption in him.
1: Right. And the fact that he goes along, first of all, he's like the world's most incompetent action hero. At one point he's running I I, I know, but here's my, my point. He constantly runs in to rescue people, and then fails to rescue them, and has to be rescued either by ten-year-old yeah, children or yeah. his wife.
0: Then stop it. Yeah, right. exactly. So no, but he's not. And in the book, mm-hmm. there is a, a thing where he's thinking to himself as he's running in loafers, mm-hmm. like this is I'm ridiculous. This is ridiculous. She was right. Like, yeah.
1: What we get is he's constantly. He never gets a comeuppance. At one point, as you pointed out to me as we were watching the film, he tells what might be a 10-year-old boy to go and lock the doors against...
0: That's right, yes. ...an
1: approaching monster.
0: So they've... <laughs> right. They've... The, they're fleeing. And mm-hmm. I guess Isaac's followers, I guess, are the kids that would mm-hmm. have gone with them. Right. The the monsters in the field. They've all gone to the barn, and he's tending his wife, who's been cut down. And he says, yeah to Job who's ten, all of 10 right. but really like 7. Right. Uh go close the door and then bring me this other thing. Secure the doors and bring me this other thing. And I'm like, motherfucker, you're the adult. Right. Like
1: what? And then it becomes right afterwards he it uh, there's a because he's really at one point in the film he's contemptuous of what they're practicing and their religion in general. He finds a Bible in the church, and he actually just throws it very contemptuously on the stack.
0: That's the other thing I wanted to bring up uh religion-wise. In the the story, Mm -hmm. as they're reading, or as he's looking at the Bible in the church, the New Testament has basically been cut out, but the Old Testament remains. Oh, that's interesting. Which is why it was confusing why the crucifix would have what the crucifix had on it.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Like, the, the plain corn one makes a little bit more sense, but right. no crucifix at all really makes right. sense if you're cutting out the yeah. New Testament, which is the crucifix part of the story. <laughs> part of the
1: book. Um, and so he throws down the, the Bible contemptuously while he's in the church. Uh, and another point, though, later in the film, when he sees people being sacrificed in the cornfield, he intervenes and gives them a lecture about yes. what real religion is about. Real about religion is about love Your religion doesn't compassion. have any
0: love in it. That's not a real religion. But and I'm like, how the fuck do you if know? If this
1: was given by a character that had any measure of love and compassion for anyone other than himself... There's that, yes. That would make more sense. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're preaching about love and compassion and you're really hostile towards your fiancé, who's not really your fiancé. Yeah. And then he spends the next couple of minutes beating the snot out of Malachi. And he is a He's grown... also
0: hitting women. It's like the remake of The Wicker right. Man, where you're just watching a full grown man just yes. body slam
1: teen girls. Yes. And you're just Nicholas like. King, oh my. Karate kicking Lily Sobieski in the chest. So bananas. <laughs> where just like. Bananas. What just the like... hell am I looking at?
0: And in that scene, it was even worse because she wasn't coming at him with a weapon or anything. Right. He just needed to get her out of the you way. just to
1: kind of beat the hell out of <laughs> the teen yeah, girl. Yeah, no, it,
0: there's a lot of. And he has. What would amount to the worst mm-hmm. bedside manner right. of anyone ever? Well, what was ever? the line
1: that you took exception to? I hope that guy never shows up in my That's what it was.
0: Route. As they're driving away, uh, yes, as the they're driving man. away from the old man who's mm-hmm. clearly being threatened by these kids to keep kid, people away from Gatlin. Like, mm-hmm. that's his whole deal. He... And he's been rude to them, but mm. not like hostile. He didn't no. pull
1: a gun. Maybe he did. No, he kept trying to direct them away. Just say go that way, go that them way. the information they wanted.
0: And he he yells out the window, "You better hope you don't end up in my ER." And I'm like, "Okay, well, you can't have a license because where go with
1: ethics, doctor?"
0: That's literally the opposite of everything in every medical drama. It's always this dude's a racist, so this black person has to help them. This right, exactly. <laughs> like it's always. We need to overcome our personal biases to be doctors because we are neutral in that field. And he's just straight up fucking don't find yourself in my ER and I'm just like, What? <laughs> That's I don't did you I don't think you're done with medical school because I think you forgot a class. <laughs> you missed one. Uh yeah, that was wild. The, yeah, I, he's I, trash. I hated him. I, I, I was like, he could die and, and then again, he doesn't.
1: <laughs> throughout the course of the film, although he gives no room for his, you know, abused girlfriend. Or these children, they're constantly saving his life. Yeah. At the very end... And he
0: never... No, thank not, you. Right, no. nothing.
1: And so at <laughs> the very end, there's a clue given. I guess it was the sheriff, the blue man, as they referred to him, because yeah. he's desiccated a, a corpse and he only has his uniform still on. And uh, the doctor asked the kids, did anybody ever think of stopping the monster and how? And they hand him a Bible that has a verse outlined on it, and, or a page of a Bible, and he just very angrily tosses it aside. What does that mean? And then his girlfriend, who picks up the same page, instantly interprets what it means, turn, yes. you know, burn the field down. Oh, yeah.
0: Constantly, yeah. He's telling right. this little child, right. concentrate or think about it or something right. like that. And I'm like, That's, you don't know how to communicate with anybody. Right. It's really bad. And, He's and the so worst. so
1: he, like, for Fuck some you, reason... So then the wife has to interpret the scripture for him, which is, really, go burn the field down. Yeah. And then he runs out in the field, and he still can't get the pump started to start the gasoline flowing all over this field.
0: No, so Job does it. So Job Ten-year-old runs old out there, Job, runs, again, saves his butt. He warns him once, what are you doing out here? Like, get back to the barn. Get back to like, the barn, and then go, go prime the pump, or whatever right. it is that he... I'm like, well, you... <sighs> so it's one of those
1: instances, there was the joke on... Um, The Big Bang Theory, that Rage of the Lost Ark would be the same story if you took Indiana Jones out of it, which is not entirely true. Um, But I think with very little manipulation, you could take Bert out of this movie completely and the Linda Hamilton character and the two kids could solve the entire problem without him. Because really doesn't do anything. Although,
0: realistically, Linda Hamilton's character, if she's like she is in the book, would mm-hmm. never have fucking yeah, been stopped.
1: Right. But if she's like the character in the film, she's resourceful and she's tough. And the kids would could have cut her down. And you could have had the same story, basically. Yeah, that,
0: that's separate from... Because the book doesn't... Yeah, the book doesn't go into it, Doesn't I'm talking... really give her any kind of agency other than she wants to fucking go. She's mm-hmm. scared and she hates religion. That's basically what you know she's... and then... She's crucified. She's, so.
1: um, yeah. And that, that's the two separate entities. You this... get
0: that she's a harpy from mm. Bert, but I don't fucking trust Bert. He Bert's an unreliable <laughs> so, narrator. Yeah.
1: So I think that in this film, Bert was such a repulsive character. And at the end, he has to be. He, there's that weird happy ending. Again, dead bodies everywhere. We don't know what yeah, happens yeah, yeah. to the rest of the children in the town. Did they burn alive in the field?
0: Yeah, exactly. What happened?
1: Weird. There's a last minute kind of like jump scare where. Is her name Rachel? The girl in the. Yes, Rachel Ray. She jumps out of the car to stab uh, Bert, and this time it's uh, Linda Hamilton knocking her out and saving the day. Yeah,
0: so knocks her out and leaves her unconscious in the right. vehicle, which is a weird move. So now there are two dead or unconscious children right. in that car. And then, um,
1: and then they just sort of walk off with a sort of giggling thing. I think everyone... Once again,
0: an adult who puts right. the child uh, the. A body of a child in a trunk is trash. You're gonna, you think you're going to drive into a town mm-hmm. where presumably... Now, they don't know what's happening in right, this town. So presumably they're driving into a town with a grief-stricken family and they are going to pull right. a child out of their trunk... I would stone them. Right.
1: Well, in this town, it could happen. No, no that's actually the town up the street where Shirley Jackson's Shirley people... Shirley Jackson's right, people, they,
0: yeah, no. It's not um, lottery time.
1: Now, mind you, this Shirley Jackson, this Children in the Corner feels like, in some ways, an homage to Shirley Jackson's story, The Lottery. Yeah. Um, the film cinematically harkens back to a masterpiece of cinema called The Wicker Man from 1973. Yeah, a little bit. Um, in that it's about... Uh, a separate religion, a nature religion that's come up in the world. And yes. But it's very different and that's entirely sacrifice. Re- worth your while. Edward Woodward and Christopher Lee. And yeah, watch Asha the Savage.
0: original one. Don't watch the, don't Nick Cage watch the one.
1: remake, which is <laughs> astonishing with how bad it is.
0: So, this movie mm-hmm. and 20 page, I need to reiterate, 20 page story mm-hmm. spawned nine sequels. Nope eight sequels to The Final Sacrifice made in 1992. That is a an eight-year span. Mm. Okay? So the 80s were clear of Children of the Corn movies. that had one and only one.
1: Then... Were the rest directed video? Because I don't know that any of the rest were uh, uh, theatrically released.
0: Children of the Corn, uh, Corn 2 video release. Nope. Yeah, I remember. Uh, in Germany
1: uh-huh. and in theaters. Oh, In Germany. January
0: of 1993, I was a Dimension and Miramax picture. It's
1: like the war wasn't enough; we have to send in these films. Then
0: three years later, *Urban* uh, *Children of the Corn* three *Urban Harvest*. *Urban Harvest*. That's what it says. Um. Oh God! Marks the film debuts of Nicholas Brendon. Oh. Problematic Buffy feature, Ivana Milos Milos. Oh God, it's in a language I don't speak. <laughs> Sorry, it's in pro. It's in Croatian, and it's got.
1: I'll take your word for it.
0: And Charlize Theron.
1: Oh my God.
0: <sighs> so that was in ninety five in 96 as the most
1: cherubic, i'm sure at that age of the, of the in
0: 96 corn children. children of the corn for the gathering uh-huh. 98 children of the corn five fields of terror 99 so 92 95 96 98 99 99 children of the corn 666 six, six. yes of course it is that's Isaac's return, and John Franklin does return in the role of Isaac, probably still he all He does return up.
1: in this film as a zombie, or yes. some sort of reanimated corpse at one point possessed by the... the this
0: movie has Stacey Keach in it, <sighs> and Nancy Allen.
1: Oh my God, both of whom are wondering, how did I get here? I'm sure.
0: There are people you've heard of in all of these movies. In the fourth one, mm. we've got Naomi Watts Wow! and Karen Black. In the fifth one, we've got Eva Mendes, we've got Alexis Arquette.
1: Wow, that's interesting.
0: In Isaac's Return, as I said, we have The Return of Isaac and then Nancy Allen Stacy Keach. then in 2001, we've got Revelation. <laughs> uh, this one's not giving me cat- people, so maybe there's nobody in it. Starring, oh, Michael Ironside. Oh, so, I like
1: Michael Ironside.
0: Uh, then tw- then there was a 10-year gap.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Children of the Corn Genesis came out in 2011, or 2011. Yeah, 2011, same. And that has no names that I know. We've we've reached it. And then, finally, last year, Children of the Corn Runaway, 2018. There is no Wikipedia page for it, so I cannot tell you anything about
1: it. I think that like I said, the, the premise was promising, the realization was just bad, and
0: I think that... And I'm curious, we, will be, we won't be watching any of these sequels. Oh, thank God. But what we will be watching is the 2009 sci-fi mm-hmm. adaptation uh-huh. of the original story that Stephen King... Uh, uh, do, wrote.
1: For those of you who don't remember the sci-fi channel back in its glory days, before it became CIFI, Um
0: I think this was Siphi still. It was oh, 2009, was it? and I think it was C-Feed then. The,
1: the glory days of the Sci-Fi Channel, they would run marathons of things like this. So I've always wondered whether the impetus to remake a version of Children of the Corn came from uh, having some success at screening all the movies back-to-back on some really long Saturday afternoon.
0: That remake is going to start David Anders Holt, mm-hmm. who, uh, known professionally as David Anders, who was Julian Sark an alias? Mm-hmm, yeah. So, and Vicky is played by Candace McClure, who's in *Battlestar Galactica*.
1: Oh, really? Yes, that's right. That's right. I never saw the whole thing. I, saw. Felt... So
0: we'll watch that when we get to two thousand and
1: nine. Right. I felt like <laughs> there the, the children in this short story, which you know you just read, so you can correct me, were for the most part a much more shadowy presence.
0: Yes, you you see. Mm. Very few of them, Right. almost none of them speak, except at the very end with right. the shortening of the lives. Uh, no, it's not.
1: I feel that would have been much more effective, um, just getting glimpses of them running what in I the corn. What I would have you know, done. Because children aren't menacing, really, in close-up.
0: I mean, they can be. You know jujitsu, right. so but I mean, there's you know if thirteen children mm. beset upon you with knives, mm. you could un you could disarm all of them without probably killing them. Right. I don't think that's true. If thirteen <laughs> children set upon me with knives, I am Shishkabob now. Well, I don't uh, think I you, survived
1: that. Also, there's the idea that I've worked with children, yes. in public school, so it's just like. Um, having been an academic mentor in the school it's like it's hard to think yes but well not and jump you've you.
0: worked with special needs kids right. that could we're, we're be trying to this <laughs> uh, but yeah i just uh, i would have yes i agree with you but at the same time uh-huh. you have to make your protagonists likable then. likable and that's or where it they, do, they or they both die at the end of the story you had, one of those mm-hmm. two they have to be likable and get away and make them the story that you're telling mm-hmm. or make the book.
1: Right.
0: The two terrible people nipping at each other, fighting each other, and then getting it. And then e- the the last scene in the story mm-hmm. is very haunting and would be good cinematically. Now, does it make a whole movie? No. Right. It makes a 20-minute And there is a version, thing.
1: which uh, I told you, I'm going to try to find online, of this film that was done... Um by amateurs, as far as I understand, that uh, seems like a much closer to the short story kind of right. version. And well, Because
0: I think it could make a I'll very good, almost exactly as is,
1: mm-hmm. a very good short film. It could make a very good episode of Twilight Zone or, or something. That. Yeah, there you go. You know, it would it would be really good in that direction. I know that when Twilight Zone was brought back... Twilight Zone's had a lot of incarnations.
0: Yeah, we haven't been able to watch right. the current one because we don't have a CBS All Access yet. But there was a Soon. version that CBS did in the 80s, mm-hmm.
1: um, 1987, I think, because I was in high They were hour-long
0: and in color, right? And they
1: were hour-long, and they have featured as many as three separate stories.
0: Okay, but sometimes they, only one.
1: Right, and then okay. they got syndicated and went to half an hour, Oh. Okay. Uh, and that, the quality really went down from there. Womp, but... Womp. The ones that were done for CBS included short stories by Harlan Ellison. He was the story editor. Oh wow! And some by Stephen King. Grandma. Oh okay. Was adapted with.
0: Oh, that might be on the list of the things. The
1: boy who was in the Neverending Story. Oh, Jay Underwood. Uh no 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 no! The Neverending Story. The. Oh.
0: Um, I don't know what his Oliver name is. Oliver
1: Barrett? I can't remember his name exactly, but the, the, the one who's reading the book.
0: not, not Yeah, uh... no, not Atreyu. Right, um, but he was in it. Oliver Barrett is his <sighs> name. I, I don't even have to look it up. Well, that he was right. a really
1: popular child actor back then, and, um, and so, yeah. Sorry,
0: I got the never-ending story on The Boy Who Could Fly mixed up. So sorry.
1: Both <laughs> of them are really good movies. I know. The Boy Who Could Fly. Featuring my teenage crush Lucy Deacons, who went on to become an environmental lawyer
0: I recall uh-huh. when I was young mm-hmm. uh waking early on weekends and having to be quiet because my parents were asleep, mm-hmm. so I remember pouring large bowls of cereal, and it, often it was even too early for Saturday morning cartoons, which right. is no longer a thing, and I feel very bad for children yeah. these days yeah and uh I remember seeing The Boy Who Could Fly regularly on television at like 6.45 in the morning, back when TBS was off by a weird amount of time. And then that was also that movie and Walk Like a Man with Howie Mandel. (laughs) (laughs) And both of those movies make me bawl. And if I watched them today, I would cry. Like, (laughs) I just would cry. i would be a fucking mess. Both of those movies are... (laughs) heartbreaking for different reasons. I don't know if Walk Market Man holds up, but I'm pretty sure The Boy Who Could Fly did.
1: The Boy Who Could Fly is actually a very good movie. I have not seen it for years. And it's a pity because it is a really, it's a very kind of touching, sweet movie. It is. And I don't think they do stuff like that anymore. And yes, the boy does fly. I
0: mean, he definitely does.
1: Question. And he was uh, aided along by Richard Edlund who did the special effects for like Return of the Jedi. So it's a really compelling flying at the end of the film. But anyhow, And that to... character
0: is definitely autistic, right? Yes. Like that's... That it's, it's before a very... autism was right. like in the zeitgeist.
1: It's a very yeah. touching movie. If you can find it, it's really worth your while. Bonnie Bedelia, who we earlier saw Have in... Have we just uh, switched into uh, <laughs> recommendations? No, 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 Bonnie Bedelia, who was in... I know. Um, Salem's Lot. Yes. She plays a mom here. Still has huge doe eyes, too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I only remember Jay Underwood. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything else. Oh, it's and a Fred Nick Savage. Castle film.
1: Fred Sa- Nick Castle, who's a weird guy, but I like him. He alternately made this very sweet movie. He started his career playing The Shape in Halloween.
0: Oh, that's right. That's where that name came yeah, from, was it's in my
1: head. Very weird. And he continued playing that's The That's right. Shape. We talked about it when right. we watched it's like the it. You're like, who This directed guy the could the play, war, and, the and Last Starfighter, which is another kind of. We silly talk about.
0: The Boy Who Could Fly a lot on this movie, right? Or on this podcast, we but should. It's good. So not Castle do?
1: Freak. Don't see that. Boy you can Fly. That's our our go to recommendation. Only recommendation. Yes. Nineteen
0: eighty six is drama, fantasy, romance.
1: Romance. Hey, too a love.
0: warning: if you have a heart, you're gonna cry. Right. <laughs> this movie will one hundred percent make you cry. It stays with you too. And I've seen it almost as many times as I've seen movies like. Like the Neverending Story. I've seen Mm. that movie a lot. And the movie that they always showed us in school was like when they didn't want us to to do work or whatever, Mm. was The Flight of the Navigator. Oh, that was. I've seen it like 25 times. I've seen it Uh. so many times. And uh, I don't know why. Also, 1986. Right. I guess it was my Frozen. That know. was
1: kind of a good year for kids' movies. There was a lot of good ones.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to look at a list of movies that came out in 1986 and just. Oh, we should do that s-
1: next. Movies from 1980s or children's movies from the 80s that weren't made by Steven Spielberg.
0: The, I'm like, well, ET comes up. <laughs> and gonna... the
1: Goonies, and you know.
0: The Goonies wasn't made by Spielberg. produced by Steven Spielberg. Oh, okay. You should see the Goonies, anyways. It's good. I, I saw the Goonies. You did not. I did see the Goonies, I you, think. No, I? you have told yeah. me unequivocally that you haven't, and unless you've seen it in the last year and a half, which no, I, I do not think you have, you have not seen the Goonies, or you lied to me.
1: I, I don't remember ever seeing it. Actually, not. Right. I think I haven't. All so right, we're so done
0: with the Children of the Corn. Y- y- the Children so of the Corn was guys, so interesting. You you can give this one a miss. Yeah. Unless you want to do like a horror, like a silly horror movie night. Mm -hmm. And then I would actually recommend not watching this one, but watching any of the other ones, because I bet they get progressively more ridiculous.
1: Yeah, well, I think that this movie is worth watching if you really like Linda Hamilton, because she's great in it.
0: She is, but it's also hard for me to see her as not a badass. Well,
1: and not even not a badass, a woman who just lets her stupid boyfriend just run over her like this. Yeah, it's like... And she is a badass, too, in that she's the one who keeps saving the day along with the kids. Yeah. So there's that. She's not completely helpless. Yeah, she's
0: got a head on her shoulders, and she does Mm. reply to him with wit, like she's clearly smart,
1: there's a very funny scene in the car where they're listening to an, uh, oh, yeah. a radio evangelist yes, and uh they're he's taking off the people who are going to hell or who are burning, and he says the politicians I'm not sure where it starts, and he adds the homosexuals and then goes on, and she they start the husband the 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 boyfriend and girlfriend start making up their own versions of people right well they're just yes, mm-hmm. that's right. And then she says, "People who can't commit."
0: Yay! No, no room because right. it's like no, no room, room. room. And then she goes for commitment. Right. No, and she says no room, and he just falls quiet. And I'm like, oh, right. She and she, got so him.
1: she gives him shit, which I appreciate. Like she's not a wallflower. And I wonder how much input Linda Hamilton had into that.
0: So let's talk about how this really relates to the other books. Okay. Because we're starting to get into threads, mm-hmm. okay? So Gatlin is mentioned in it. Gatlin is mentioned in it. Just that. Mm-hmm. Hemingford Home. I thought Hemingford sounded familiar. Uh, it's referred to as Hemingford Home in The Stand. It's where Mother mm-hmm. Abigail is from. Oh, okay. And where the good survivors lined up. Uh, it's also uh, the location of the last rung on the ladder in 1922. 1922 is um. Netflix movie that we haven't watched yet. Um,
1: Oh, okay.
0: That is just a Stephen King story. I think we did. I don't. We started it. Okay. We didn't finish it. I think I was falling asleep, so I made you bail. Mm Uh, yeah. So that's it's. We're starting to get universe stuff.
1: Well, also as I mentioned last week with Christine, we're starting the B movies now, so there's going to be a stretch of. They'll be probably fun for us to talk about. More fun than actually watching them. Watching cases. them,
0: yeah. So next week mm-hmm. we've got 1984's Firestarter. Oh, God, I've heard terrible
1: things about this one.
0: So Although it won lots a, of
1: awards for stunts.
0: I'm wondering how the effects are going to be. Because fire can be terrible if it's not done well.
1: Well, uh, for instance, Children of the Corn, the fiery ending... <laughs> it's yes, not good.
0: Really bad. Not good.
1: It's actually but animated. It was, like it a cartoon. was animated.
0: It was cell animation on top right. of the film, and it looked like a cartoon on top of a film. <laughs> right. Uh, so we've got a very young Drew Barrymore making things burst into flame. pyro pyrokinetic.
1: I'm sorry. There's a lift. Isn't there?
0: I, I, maybe I don't know if she'd grown out of the lisp by that. Actually, I think she still has the lisp. Yeah. Well, then she did grow out of <laughs> I, it. Then. I
1: watched her yesterday giving a, uh, or day before yesterday there was a celebra- or a ceremony for Lucy Liu. Oh yes. And Drew Barrymore gave this very kind of lispy, breathy, thank you, uh, you know. Speech I'm so happy to be there for congratulations her. Congratulations
0: speech. So that's what we're going to watch. It's hard to find, so we're going to probably end up renting it on Amazon. I will mm-hmm. say that we ended up watching Children of the Corn on Hulu. Yeah. So I put, that in, I put that in last week's show notes, that you could watch it on Hulu for free if you have Hulu. Um, I found that stars on Amazon, which is what we had, didn't have Children of the Corn, but stars on Hulu did have Children of the Corn, which led me to... Or not Children of the Corn, Firestarter... The one on Amazon has fire, doesn't have Firestarter, which is what we have. The one on Hulu does have Firestarter, mm-hmm. which made me just cancel everything because I'm not going to sign up for the same service from different companies because you can't get your portfolios in a row. Yeah. So no stars for me, which I'm definitely going to have to renege on when, I, when Outlander comes back. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I've doomed myself. Uh, but that's fine. So right now we've just I just canceled it. So we're probably just gonna straight rent it. So I'm sorry about that. Uh I bet YouTube has it cut into ten minute chunks. So if you feel like watching it that uh, way, do that.
1: There was the only experience I have of this film is that there was briefly an attempt to do like a Oscar um because the Oscars doesn't reward stunts, and probably nowadays there's so much CGI augmentation to yeah, stunts. that it probably won't work. A,
0: it's just an But there was an attempt thing. to
1: have like a two hour award show just for stunts mm-hmm. for television, and they included television and movies. Mm-hmm. And this film was both nominated and won a lot of awards for really dangerous uses of fire on people. And oh, God. the clips that they showed on the award show were actually pretty impressive, and they would give an award to the, the stunt guy who fell through a two story window while he was on fire. Stop and,
0: spoiling uh, things. God. Well, Why are we talking about this now? There's a
1: lot of that. So that's the only experience I have with this film. I've seen clips of it because of that. Okay. Otherwise, I... I've I
0: feel like I saw it when I was a kid. hmm But I have no recollection have of been it. I haven't warned
1: about how bad it is, though. Oh, it, no. it has a ridiculous cast of actors. Like, an amazing cast of ca- actors that are completely wasted from... Oh, okay. So, well,
0: we'll talk about I'm, it next week. I'm looking week. forward to it. In the meantime, do you have a recommendation other than The Boy Who Could Fly? Or The NeverEnding Story?
1: Or Godzilla, which I've recommended twice now. Yes. I don't yet. I
0: will have soon, <laughs> I think. So the answer to that question is right, no. Right now, we, no. We, we,
1: we are recording pretty close on the heels of each other. and I can't Yeah, I'm uh,
0: getting some back-to-backs because there's going to be some travel. So
1: Yeah, there's going to be some travel. So Check is, out The so, Boy Who
0: Could Fly and yeah, The NeverEnding Story.
1: Those are two good movies. Con-
0: reconnect with your childhood or mm. connect with my childhood.
1: <laughs> okay, if you want to see a movie about a creepy kid, there's lots of them. Yes. Psychological Pick creepy, one. we need to talk about Kevin.
0: Oh, geez. Okay, that's a very different movie, but yes, sure.
1: If you want to see science fiction, Children of the Damned, the original, which is a creepy movie about creepy kids. There's a lot of good creepy kid movies. If you want something recent, sinister is a creepy kid movie. Um, There's a lot of... and That's kind of why it's sort of disappointing going, you had so much material you could work with here, and this is what you made. Um, But, Yeah. In the history of horror movies, there are so many good movies that cover similar subjects. If you want a creepy cult movie, there's one coming out soon, which name I forget. Midsummer. Midsummer. Um But if you want to see... Made
0: by the uh, filmmaker who made Hereditary. Which is a film that... Uh, let's not. Yeah. Because you, you can't say... I was going to say something about it, but then I'm like, that's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. Yeah. The movie should be gone into with an iron will and little information.
1: And what I should emphasize is the iron will part. Yes. I mean, it harkens back. It's, it's Don't! As, you know, what I'm saying is it's as hard as watching Suspiria or something where just prepare yourself for the fact that it's going to be hard. I'm
0: sorry, but Suspiria ain't got shit on Hereditary. I think so. Nope. Mm-hmm. I promise you it does not. And, and it,
1: again, <laughs> good creepy cult movie, The Wicker Man, the original. There's a few sure. Others. Yeah.
0: Watch Christopher Lee. Be.
1: He's very funny in this one. He is. He's very cheerful and he's happy. He's the good guy. Kind of. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he went in a complete different direction and just he gets to play the piano and sing and he seems very cheerful and it belies his his Dracula image. But yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there and this this just kind of didn't succeed sadly.
0: All right. There's fireworks, There's fireworks, so I guess that means we have to I go. I think that also
1: means probably that... Did the Warriors, the Warriors win? They, they might have won tonight. I don't know. This this might be the indication that they won.
0: Let's see. Real-time sports updates okay, with Amity. Warriors... By the
1: time you get it, it won't be a real-time update. It won't be. Up-
0: this isn't the final. Oh, yeah, final. Oh, shit. 106 to 105. Whoa, who won? The Warriors. Wow. Uh, the they're playing the Toronto Raptors in the uh, finals, and the Raptors still lead three two. So that was the final of Game Five. They brought it up to two three.
1: So okay, I'm terrible with sports.
0: It's a best of seven series.
1: Mm-hmm. So is B- this, the, this
0: was Game Five. They're at two three. Okay. Uh, they, they have the Warriors have to win the next two games. Okay, if the Warriors lose either of them, then they are out. Oh, great. this is sports talk with Amity, who knows very little about sports, but knows what she just said is true. Go and team! Right, our so, team. Local if team. you want to email us, which some of you have, and it's awesome, and we love it. Tell us more. To back up my uh, my assertion that Hereditary is uh, way more fucked up than Suspiria either of them. Maybe both of them combined.
1: Mm, No, I can't agree with you there. I'm right. No.
0: Uh, You can back me up at latecomerspod at gmail.com. Or you can
1: disagree with her at (laughs) latecomers.com.
0: Not if you don't know our email. Oh, okay, I'm
1: sorry. (laughs) Just disagree with her on principle. Uh,
0: Go ahead and disagree with me, but nope. Nope. Because at no time in Suspiria did I sit and out loud in a theater go... No 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 for a minute straight Yeah no the the recent one had a really good scene that was almost as hereditary but Nope And you can find us on Twitter at Latecomers Pod and you can find us on Facebook Latecomers Podcast and that's it. And I remind you to take your medicine. Come back next week. We're going to talk about Firestarter. And remember, better
1: and late, late than never.
0: never. Oh, damn. I